This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. ABC. I'm so excited to be here. ABC is the place for me. That's what I'm saying. It is. I promise you, that's the truth. And um, how's everyone back there in the cheap seats? Are we okay? You're hidden in the dark, but we pray that you walk in the light. (laughs) Over here, I'm not going to neglect you at the back. Are you doing well over here? We came to church expectant, excited, hoping to hear from Jesus. I pray He speaks to you guys. And I'm, I'm so excited to be, um, more importantly, I'm so excited to be with the 2015 Rock Nations Tribal Wars winners. And um, I, feel, I feel incredibly honored just to be in the presence of this trophy. <laughs> I know the tears involved, the sweat involved. I mean, there was a lot of sweat. I was there. <laughs> the emotion involved in, in achieving this. This is no mean feat. But um, before I start, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for having me. But uh, a massive thank you to Pastor Philip and Ruth. Um, for everything they're doing in this church. Uh, I was so excited to be here just because um, I've never met you guys, but I feel like you are. You're my family. (laughs) And, um, you know, people say you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. So you kind of stuck with me. Um, (laughs) uh, But uh, I think you guys are doing a a wonderful job. And um, uh, I'm blown away that I just wanted to worship from the start of that finger thing, the world thing. Uh, It was awesome. And then uh, that first song and I just feel like the presence of God here is amazing. And um, you guys are doing a wonderful job. And I could cry right now. I'm a crier. I hope that's okay with you. Um, you used to it with Phil. Yeah, that's good. And like when I cry, I'm like an ugly crier. And so uh, don't feel sorry for me. That's just how I look. Um, and so, uh, but please, uh, can we put our hands together for Pastor Philip and Pastor Ruth for everything they're doing in this place? Oh, come on. We can do better than that, church. Come on. Who loves Jesus in here? Great. That was about seven of you. I mean, I mean, who, who really loves Jesus in here? Who's so thankful that they know him, that they've been saved by him? It's amazing. I, I love you guys. Um, but I would love to, can, you, can we show some pictures of my family? Uh, I have a family, believe it or not. And uh, they are incredible. And uh, yeah, that's me without a beard. That was about a week ago. Um, uh, and uh, the, the lady on your left um, is my wife. Her name is Joanna Marie uh, Lussure. That's my name, Andre Lussure, Joanna Marie Lussure. And she is uh, amazing. And uh, she's an amazing mom. We've got two kids, too. We've got a picture of them, I think. There we go. Uh, so move out the way. But um, so some of you can't see past my man bun. But... Um, the younger one, her name is Zara Honor, um, and uh, the older one, Shiloh Faith. Um, Zara is, yeah, she's quite tough. Uh, Shiloh's more the sensitive one. She's more like me. Um, Zara's more like a mother. And, um, <laughs> and uh, we have a third child on the way. Um, I need to buy Sky Sports, but, um, you know, uh, third child on the way. And we just found out it's a boy. So I cannot wait to train that kid. As soon as he comes out the wound, he will be given... A rugby ball. 
I'll be doing push-ups with that kid. He's going to be awesome, man, and uh, he's going to be playing for Wales uh, before England. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm from England. I'm living in Bradford from a great church called Life Church, Bradford, and we send, they all send their love to you guys, and we can't wait to see you and hang out with you in August at Rock Nations. It's going to be off the hook. Um, so um, I'm going to pray. Is that good? And then launch straight in in the next three hours that I have with you. Why are you laughing? Um, in the next uh, 25 minutes to half an hour that I have with you guys. And just open God's word with you. Is that cool? Amen. Father, I thank you that you're in this place. That you've prepared um, a word for people who are in this room to hear, Lord. I thank you that it's no mistake that people are sat where they're sat. Sat next to who they're sat next to, Lord. And I thank you, God, that you use an ordinary man, a regular man, to bring an extraordinary word. I pray you open ears, you open hearts, you open minds this morning, Father, that we leave this building completely changed by your goodness and your grace. And everybody said, Amen. I mean, everybody said, Amen. About two years ago, my life was changed forever. My wife was pregnant at the time, and she told me, Andre, I think it's happening. I said, the rapture? <laughs> she said, no, the baby. I am usually quite calm under pressure, but at this point, I panicked. <coughs> Immediately, I started sweating heavily. <laughs> We've got three floors in our house. I went to the top to the bottom, from the bottom to the top to the top, to the bottom again. My wife's like, what are you doing? I said, I don't know, but I feel like I'm doing something. <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm contributing here. Well, we went to the hospital, and uh, I parked on the road to save myself some money, and uh, <laughs> took my wife in, and she said, um, the lady, this their checks, and they said, she's going into labor. Now, I want to be honest with you. In that moment, um, the lady the nurses end up tending, looking after me more than my wife. They were calling in doctors, extra midwives. I was on the gas and air. My wife is like stroking my head. I was panicking. I mean, it was crazy. I'm like, it's going to happen. I'm going to have a, a, a child. I, I'm going to have a child. <laughs> and then this baby comes out, and I'm like overwhelmed, like instantly. Like, I just fall in love with this baby. If any of you are in parents on here, um, you don't know the feeling it has. You know, I was with a, a young lad last night called Joe, and his relationship with his mom is beautiful. Uh, a bit awkward at times, but it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's beautiful, but only the love of a parent knows. And um, it's, I mean, it was outstanding. And, and one of the things I loved, uh, initially, the child is so reliant on their mother. I mean, I have got so much respect for women, but after I saw my wife go through pregnancy, I realized that I would have died in that moment 100%. I would not have been able to go through the pain and, the, and all the stuff being involved, and I don't like being seen, uh, letting people see me naked anyways. Um, and so I, I don't know if I would have been able to be in that moment 100% not, but I, my respect for my wife went to a whole other level. And uh, I just want to, just can we put our hands together for every woman in this place today because they are heroes. Come on, forget Superman, forget Batman, Spider-Man and Catwoman. The women of God in here are amazing, 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 amazing. And uh, I wanted to be involved in the child-rearing process. 
I was desperate to be involved. I wanted to be a hands-on dad. And uh, I, I changed nappies and my, that experience has left me scarred. And um, <laughs> I, I was involved. And, but uh, initially, the child is so heavily reliant on their mother. And eventually, the child moves from reliant on their mother to you can put formula in a bottle and I could get involved and I could feed little Shiloh. I mean, it is amazing. It's incredible. Uh, don't try the stuff. It tastes awful. But uh, <laughs> kids, they grow and they love the stuff. I mean, they drink the stuff. They love the stuff. And the great thing about formula, when the baby has it, they go to sleep. And man, when the baby sleeps, I sleep. So halle. And um, so I would do that. And I still do that. Um, Shiloh and Zara will get up and I will try and let my wife sleep for a little while longer. And um, so, I, but I love that time in the morning. In the morning, we have time together. It's like daddy-daughter time. It's like a little date time. So I'll take the, we've got, we got, Santa, we got Santa's reindeers coming. It's the wrong time of the year. And um, the, I would have time together. It would be amazing. And so I will give a bottle. But eventually, as the kids get a little bit older, they started having this baby rice, baby porridge stuff. All of you young people are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you will know one day. <laughs> and there's this baby porridge stuff that you could feed them. And I would take um, the, the spoon. And in fact, I brought one of the spoons here just, just to show you this, a spoon like this. Uh, I don't know what they're using at home, but we only have one. But I took it anyways. Um, so I would feed, I would feed my, my daughters. And um, I mean, the girls, they are working on their coordination. I would get to the mouth. Blah, 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 blah. There'd be like food, all the food would be on their face rather than in their mouth. And I'm like, I've got to train you. You're being disobedient. Um, and slowly but surely, I've learned to feed uh, my, my kids. But there comes a moment in every child's life where they say, da, 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 which basically means, give me the spoon. <laughs> and the child picks up the spoon and starts feeding themselves. Now, I'll be honest with you, the first time I saw Shiloh feeding herself, I didn't think she was doing it as good as I could have. <laughs> but she did it anyways. And it was messy and food was all over her face and her eye and in her hair. But as she got the hang of it, she started to pick up her spoon and feed herself. I mean, that moment was incredible. I was seeing oceans in the moment. Spirit lead me where, because I realized my job just going 50% easier. <laughs> I didn't have to get as involved. She could do that. And I still get all the credit from my wife for feeding the kids, but she doesn't know Shiloh's picking up her own spoon. What I've realized in life is that few of us decide to pick up our spoon. Tonight's message, this morning's message, where are we? It's so dark and you know, I could be in a club. <laughs> This morning's message is called, Pick Up Your Spoon. We talk in church about sharing our faith, about telling people about the Lord. And what we're trying to say in layman's term is, who are you feeding? But what I realized, before you can feed someone, before Shiloh can cook me uh, a rump steak, rare asparagus and garlic mashed potatoes, <laughs> before she can do that, she needs to learn to feed herself. I wonder in here today at ABC, if your spiritual health, your spiritual vitality was based on your ability to pick up your spoon, how would you be spiritually? Would you be spiritually satisfied or would you be spiritually starving? When is the last time 
you picked up your spoon. Many of us come to church and I love this church already. I love this place. I don't know if I'm going to be able to leave. I love it that much. I love this place. I love the vibe. I love the young, the old. This is what church is supposed to be. Multi-ethnicity. Young, the old. The, the, the rich, the poor. All, everyone coming together. And this is amazing. And what happens here, I re- really believe is life-changing. I really believe, man, if you haven't made this your home, choose today to make this a home. This is a great home. This is a great place to plant your life. The Bible says, plant it in the house and they will flourish. Some of you wonder, why is my life not flourishing? Maybe you haven't been planted. Many of us live like pot plants, where the plant is only restricted by the size of the pot. But I would guarantee you here, would you put your roots down? Would you allow God to use you and strengthen you and make you strong in this house? Because plant in the house, they will flourish. I'm preaching this morning. (laughs) As much as what goes up from here is amazing, and what goes happens at Friday at YABC, my name's D-R-E, mm, um, <laughs> is phenomenal. That is being fed. And this morning I'm going to feed you. And I pray you feel nourished and feel strengthened and feel full up. You walk out with a bit of a gloat like after a good meal, like, oh, I'm satisfied. <laughs> but that will not sustain you. Because I eat breakfast, lunch, a second lunch, and dinner every day. <laughs> I cannot live my life on the meal I had on Sunday for the rest of the week. I have to learn to pick up my spoon. I'm going to read you a verse here in uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And uh, it's a beautiful part of Scripture. And uh, I pray it's going to help you. If you have your Bible, do we have our Bible? I don't want to bring sexy back, but I want to bring paper back. We should... uh, We should have our Bible, but it should show up on the big Bible behind me. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Starting in 41, we're going to read verse 42. Do we have it? (coughs) I had a special screen made, but we haven't got that one. It's all good. Acts chapter 2, verse 41 says this. That day about 3,000 took him at his word, were baptized and were signed up. They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together and the common meal and the prayers. Everyone around was in awe. All those wonders and signs done through the apostles and all the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pooled their resources to buy Andre's shoes. No, so that each person's need was met. I added that part and that's not the Bible, but read it for yourself. They followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home. Every meal, a celebration. Oh, I love to celebrate. I love to party. Exuberant and joyful as they praise God. People in general like what they saw. Every day. I mean every day. Does that mean every day? Yeah, it does. Every day their number grew as God added to their number daily. Oh man, who's excited if ABC one day, we, I mean, we had to open the doors, open the windows. We told people, this ain't a club, it's a church, I promise. And people were crowding in and someone preached and Pastor Philip, man, preached. I mean, preached so hard like veins were popping out of his neck, preached. And 3,000 people were added to your number on that day. Oh, that would be exciting, wouldn't it? 3,000 people, I mean, Amethyst would be changed. 3,000 people in one moment. 
Oh man, that would be an exciting day. This is what happened in the early church. Peter stands up. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me to preach good news. And he delivers one of the greatest sermons in the whole Bible after Jesus' sermon on the mount. It's a phenomenal message. And that day, 3,000 people decide, I'm going to follow Jesus. At the end of the service, in the next couple of minutes, I'm going to give people across this room, even back there, I'm not neglecting you guys, an opportunity to accept Jesus. I mean, it's the greatest decision I've ever made. But they got saved. I mean, what do you do with 3,000 people who just gave their life to the Lord? How do you pastor them? How do you follow them up? How do you text them? They didn't even have phone calls back there. They didn't even have Snapchat. How did people know what was going on? (laughs) 3,000 people were added to their number daily. But the Bible gives us an incredible insight of how their disciples, their early Christians, picked up their spoon. In the remaining time with you, I'm going to show you four really simple things that I really believe could help you in your faith if you decided to implement them. Four reasons and four ways that you can pick up your spoon. Are you ready? Three of you, fantastic. I mean, are you ready? Come on, the first one. This is what in the NIV says, they devoted themselves. P.S., unless you devote yourself, church and your walk with Jesus ain't about a church building. It's not about the clothes you wear or the language you speak. Your salvation is not based on your good works, your good deeds, your attendance on a Sunday, your speaking to your co-workers on a Monday. It's all determined by your relationship with Jesus. Unless you devote yourself, you cannot piggyback off your mom's relationship, off your dad's relationship, off your spouse's relationship. Jesus knows you, and he wants you to be known to him. He wants you to know him intimately. He wants you to know his voice, his intonation, his tone, his sound. He wants to know you, you to know his comfort and his strength. He wants you to know what it feels like to be encouraged by the Lord. By the way, when Jesus encourages you, oh man, you walk out 10 feet tall with like a godly swag. (laughs) Oh, the king loves me. Oh, he's for me. Oh, he's proud of me. He's, I'm his beloved. Oh man, I'm chosen by him. Oh, I'm called. Oh, the Lord has gifted me and his gifts and his callings are irrevocable. Oh man, he's given me a plan and a purpose. Oh Lord, I've got a hope in him. I've got a destiny in him. Oh, my future is bright in him. If you would rely on what Jesus' words, you would be changed from the inside out. Come on, they devoted themselves to the first thing. The Bible says here in Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves in the NIV to the apostles' teaching. I want to talk about the word. Devoting yourself to the word, man. If your Bible is dusty, your life is rusty. When's the last time you opened the Bible for yourself? When's the last time you flicked through the pages? When's the last time you went on a treasure hunt trying to find the goodness of God, what He says about you? Come on, people, let's get real. Can we have real talk in here? And we, I don't say that in a condemning way, but when's the last time you opened the word for you? I mean, went to the word not for a sermon, not for a good idea, but when for you. 
saying, God, unless I hear from you, man, I can't go on. Unless I hear from you, I don't know how to parent. Unless I hear from you, I don't know how to do friendships well. Unless I hear from you, Lord, I don't know how to date properly and have a marriage right. When's the last time you devoted yourself to the Word? I mean, what did you read this morning? Young people in here, please, please devote yourself to the Word. We've got a generation that watches the voice, but have lost their voice because we can't hear His voice. We didn't know his voice. And when you've heard his voice, you can step out boldly and confidently, not caring about what the person to the left or the right is thinking, but you have heard from the king of kings himself. What are you reading? I've got a, a Bible app on my phone. It's called Version. Anybody else got that? And it's no good to you unless you open it. Open it on the home page. It's got a verse of the day. That's a great start. And with our young people, I'll do something, and I'll g- tell you guys because I... I don't want to preach, I just want to teach you guys today, but we do a thing called soap. We wash the scripture. S is for scripture. O is for observation. A is for application. And P is for prayer. Every, every morning I text our, our young people a verse of the day. And I say, what did you read? Observe, what did you see? A, knowing that you, knowing that you know this, how can you apply it to your life? And P, prayer. Because it's not about quantity, it's all about quality. Ask a young kid who hasn't seen their parent in a long time. Just to be with them for five minutes, their eyes light up. It's not about being there 24-7 because most of us have jobs. But when I'm with my kids, they light up. They call me daddy. And my heart lights up. Every morning, my girl goes, da-da! 6 a.m., girl, what's wrong with you? You don't have an alarm? Sleep in. What's the deal with babies? They can't sleep. And teenagers can't stop sleeping. I don't get it. There's a, there's a problem. We need to fix that. Maybe we should start giving teenagers more formula. I think that's the issue. 6 a.m. And she says, Dada. I go in. Not looking great. I don't wake up looking this good. <laughs> I have morning breath. It's not nice. I pick up my girl and I tell you what, everything else, I ain't thinking about my bills. I ain't thinking about my car that I want or don't have. I'm not thinking about the issues that I'm having to deal with at home or at work. I'm not dealing with the pastoral situations I'm trying to feel. Everything makes sense in that moment. You know God cannot wait to spend time with you. When you say, da-da, the Bible says, don't just call me Father and Lord, but you can approach me and say, Abba, meaning Daddy, Father. There's an intimacy with Him. He wants you to know this sound. He wants you to know that when His arms around you, He wants you to feel His boldness, His courage. He wants you to know Him so, so well. Oh man, with time with God, you will be changed forever. And you know what? There's sometimes I open this Bible and I read a verse and I go, huh? What was that? But this is what reading the Bible says. So you have a moment like that and this is what the devil wants you to do is be completely distracted. You read a verse, you think this has got no relevance to my life. I'm going to read that book again. Shut it. But it's like a fire. Unless you pour petrol on the fire, it lasts and then dies. But a fire that's going to last is a log 
<coughs> and a log, and a log, and some kindling, and a log. I never bought, built a fire before, but people say that's how you do it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when the fire lights, I mean, it goes up. Every time you open the Bible, isn't like you on, I'm on fire, I'm on fire. <laughs> it's not like that. Sometimes I, when I read my Bible, I don't feel like there's angels river dancing on my juve. I do not feel that. But I mean, I, I'm just prepared that I'm going to build my life layer on layer on layer on layer. And the amount of times I've been in a situation where I'm speaking to somebody and they say, oh, how can you help that? I'm like, bing, the verse that I went, huh? Let me take you to this verse and tell you what it means. I'm like, Lord, what's going on? I don't even know what it means. <laughs> and and I, I walked them through it like a coach walking them through a verse saying, man, what did it say? What do you see? How can you apply it? And let's pray about it. And revelation just drops. Please commit. Let's be people who commit to layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, we got this right, Lee. Girl, you're doing amazing. Can we put our hands together for Lee with the, the best hair in the whole church? That's what I'm saying. Pink makes a girl's wink. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 says this, but don't let it phase you. Stick with it. Oh man, would you just stick with your faith? How many people give up so early? Man, would you just stick with your faith? Stick with walking with God. Stick with coming to church. Are you going to get offended? Yes, you are. Are people going to say something that they regret out of, out of flesh and not spirit? Yes, they are. Are you going to hear things that you disagree with sometimes? Yes, you are. But stick with it. With what you've learned and believed, sure of the integrity of your teachers. By the way, Philip and Ruth are as real. They are the real deal. They are as authentic as they come. I wish they were my mom and dad. In fact, I'm adopting you now. <laughs> Why you took in the sacred scriptures with your mother's milk. There's nothing like the written word of God for, check this out, for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Every, not some, not every other, every part of scripture is God breathed. <laughs> oh man. And by the way, when God breathes, stuff happens. The Bible says that he <laughs> breathes stars into being. When he breathes, things are created, things happen, things change, things are manifested. God wants to breathe life over your situation, breathe life over your hopelessness, breathe life over your marriage, breathe life over your finances. Every part of scripture is God breathed and useful one way or another, one way on showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes. Training us to live God's way. This is what I love. This is the crescendo. You're going to get it now. It's going to be boom. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the task God has for us. God has prepared good things for Amethyst to do, ABC to do. He's prepared this village, this city, this Swansea, this Cardiff, this country of Wales. I want to learn the national anthem because I feel Welsh. <laughs> Prepared good things for you guys to do. How exciting is that? That God, if, if that's the case, and God has prepared good things for you to do, it probably means that He trusts you more than you trust yourself. He trusts you. 
Because God is not in the business of messing up. He in the, the, the business of playing it safe. He wants you to use you to do something specific and unique and individual to you. You have a plan and purpose that is mighty and magnificent. Please do not play down your part. Please do not hide your light. You are meant to shine. And you know what? By shining, people will see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. The first thing we need to pick up our spoon to is the Word. The second thing, everyone say number two. Come on, everybody say number two. Is this here. Was in awe. They devoted themselves, they committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the word. Number two, the life together. Devote yourself to the life together. You know, I was uh, meeting with a, a young girl this week. She's on our team. She's on our youth team. And I was doing a CV with her. And she's applying for some jobs. She's from Poland. And she's came over to our Bible college. I sat with her for about two hours and we did a CV. And she says, Andre, I feel bad. I said, why is that? She says, Your CV, you've done my CV and I sound too good. I said, that's the point. <laughs> that's the point of a CV, you, you big yourself up. She said, no, 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 I just don't. I said, what, what's the issue, girl? She said, I feel, I feel rubbish. I'm not good. I wonder how many of you, and by the way, if you don't get the first part right, the life together is going to be incredibly complicated. Because who knows that some of you thought you, when you get married or got a girlfriend or a boyfriend or your boo-boo, um, you thought everything was going to be fixed and everything was going to be alright. But you take your issues, your complications, your situations, wherever you go. Unless I go to the Word and recognize who I am and whose I am, and I can be confident in what God says about me, then my life together then makes sense. I'm going to take you to Scripture in Romans chapter 12. Many of you are familiar about it, but maybe not in this version. So here's what I want you to do. A, B, C. Check it out. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work life, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to the Welsh culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, I'm going to offer you a plan, a different plan. You've got some choice. I can live like my neighbors, my friends, my family before me, or I can choose to live differently. How do I do that, Andre? Great question. I'm about to tell you. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily, quickly recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Fix your eyes on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. I love that passage in John chapter 13. It says, they will know you as Christians by your preaching. Do you know that passage? No, it doesn't say that. They will know you by your extra swag. No, it doesn't say that. They will know you because um, you speak very eloquently and you're incredibly intelligent. No. They will know you that you are Jesus' followers and saved and redeemed and set apart. They will know you by the love you have for one another. That's why this place should be the most welcoming, 
most encouraging, most building up place in the entire Welsh nation. When I walk in, I should feel like, this ain't like my culture. This is something different. You want to pick up your spoon, you want to grow in your faith, man, devote yourself to the word and devote yourself to the life together. You ready for two more points? We ready? Cheap seats, come on, don't go quiet on me. We ready for it? Two more points. Devote yourself to the word. Laugh together. And this point is by far my favorite point. Number three, devote yourself to. No, that's the wrong one. Come on, girl. Shoot. Eating together. Hopefully, there we go. Now you know what number four is. (laughs) Eating together. This is my favorite part. I've heard preachers say, if you had one day left on the earth, what would you do? And people said, I would go out, I would stand on the corner, I would preach my heart out. That friend that I've been wanting to invite for church, I would invite them. Oh man, that person I wanted to share Jesus with, I would share Jesus with. Jesus has one more day on earth. And he threw a party. Oh, I love Jesus. Jesus, I mean, there's more people to be healed. Jesus, there's still more blind. Jesus, there's still more lame. Jesus, there's still more broken people. Jesus, there's still more marriages to be restored. And Jesus gets his boys, his crew, his disciples around a table, known as the Last Supper, and they have some food together. Come on, when's the last time you ate together? I mean, I love to eat. I mean, the Bible says that we don't live by bread alone by every word that comes out of the mouth of God, but I love eating like that, but I love actually eating. Please don't get overly spiritual on me. I love to eat. The whole day I was thinking about the Lord and then food. I love to eat. I mean, let's eat together. Youth, you want to grow youth? Eat together. You want to have more friends? Eat with friends. And seriously, and if you're vegetarian here, we're going to pray for you after. Come on, devote yourself, number one, to the word. From two to your life together. Three to eating together. Man, we've got to eat more together. That's why Alpha is exploding around the world. Because they gather around the word, a grand life together, and then they eat together. People just come for the food sometimes. And they come for the physical food, and then they get the spiritual food, and they change forever because they can never eat junk food. we got a generation who are sick, who are malnourished. You know why? Not because they haven't eaten, been eating food, but because they've been eating junk food. Junk food of a quick YouTube uh, video. Junk food of a... I mean, I, I heard that on a Friday. Junk food of, I know a couple verses. Junk food or no food. When's the last time, ABC, that you picked up your spoon. Come on, pick up your spoon. I cannot pick up my spoon because I know like my daughter, when I was feeding it, it looks really awkward. If I was to feed you now, people would be like, what is he doing? There's issues over there. Come on, pick up your spoon for yourself. Come on, one, let's devote ourselves to the word, man. The word of God is the written, revealed word and will of God. I want to know God's will for my life, don't you? We need to go to the word. Man, to laugh together, to hang in together. Three, to eat in together. And lastly, to prayer. Devote yourself to prayer. Lee, you're doing a great job, girl. I'm so proud of you.
Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. I love this. Rejoice. I say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. That verse is the Lord is near. Is, he's closer than your very breath. He's closer than when you speak. He's not external to you. He's inside of you. If you're a Christian in here and have welcomed the Holy Spirit, He's on the inside of you. He's closer than your breath. He's intimate with you. The Lord is near. With prayers and petitions, with thanksgiving. By the way, on a side note, if I was to give you my iPhone, it's not the best iPhone. It's an iPhone 5C. I'm believing for an iPhone 5, uh, iPhone 6, maybe by the end of the service. Hello. <laughs> I think the Lord's speaking to someone in this room. Um, iPhone 5, see, and I gave you this outside, man, I want to give you my phone. You think, oh, that's good. I've got a phone already, but I could flog it on eBay, maybe get a couple hundred pounds. It would be good. But there's nothing, other phones are also available. Chill out. <laughs> if I was to take this phone and wrap it up in the casing and the, the, the Apple do this like little tight plastic around the case, and you kind of got like a razor and open it up, and it's like an experience just opening up the gift. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what Thanksgiving does. It wraps your prayers in this gift and it becomes an experience to open because when I start thanking God and I have an attitude of gratitude, my prayer life completely switches around because I'm starting to focus on what I have rather than what I want or what I need. I'm starting to realize, man, I am blessed. Like I, I saw someone carrying this and that iPhone 5, that iPhone 6, and I don't know, iPhone 5C. I mean, that person's driving that. And, you know, this person seems to be hearing from God more than me. And you know what? I've been struggling, man. I've been praying for so long. When's my opportunity going to come? Oh, man, man, Lord, have you looked over me? Or, God, I still feel like I'm on the sidelines, like I'm on the wings. Everyone seems to be playing their game. Prayer. And God hears the prayer and He loves you. And He loves the fact that you just speaking to Him. Or, God, I thank you, Lord, that you've made me individual. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7 says that I am saved by grace, not by works, lest any man should boast. That God has prepared good things in advance for Andre, Michelle, that's my middle name, it's a girl, don't judge me, Lucieux, to do. Andre, Michelle, Lucieux, God, Lord, you've prepared good things in advance to do. Lord, you see me. Your eyes are upon me. Lord, when I fix my eyes on you, Lord, I know you are the Alpha and the Omega. The one who started it, Lord, I feel like I'm in the middle, but you're still the Omega, which means if I'm in the middle, I can trust. Come on, somebody, that I'm going to finish it. That if you started a good work in me, man, you're going to complete it to the day of completion, to the day of perfection. Oh, Lord, I thank you for my health. Lord, that you've given me a beating heart and a very handsome face. Oh, Lord, I thank you for my family, that you Children are a blessing from above, Lord, and you've blessed me so much with the best kids. Oh, Lord, I thank you for my friends. Brothers are born for adversity, and I thank you that I can pick up a phone and call some people and speak to them, and they can challenge me and, uh, and provoke me and prod me and, and love me and encourage me and tell me that they love my man bun. Oh, man, I pray. My prayers go to complete. I mean, when's the last time you prayed? I mean, when's the last time you picked up your spoon and you prayed? Because I tell you what, it's very easy for me to get up here and pray for you with so much faith and so much determination and so much reliance on the presence and the goodness of God. But then I got to go back home to my house and pray the same prayer without a microphone and no lights, no one watching, and no one on show. And where's my Andre's faith then? 
Where's my Andre's faith in the private place? Because I can stand up here, I mean, I can pray the most eloquent prayer. I'll, I'll, I'll pray and you'll get goosebumps, I promise you. But what's my faith like in the private place? I mean, are you praying over your situations? I mean, are you heavily reliant that God comes through for you? When's the last time you picked up your spoon and properly prayed? I mean, properly were authentically you before the Father. And spoke about, come on, spoke about, what's your name? Amelia, you're beautiful. You're amazing. You glow, man. You glow. And I, I, man, God's got an awesome plan for you, Amelia. I know that. Your eyes are alive and alight, and I love that, man. And God's going to show you things with your eyes that... Um, with your eyes that, that other people don't see. And you're going to see people completely differently, Amelia. You're going to see people how God sees them. Sometimes you'll cry and not really know what to do with that. But if you would pray, girl, God will give you wisdom for what He's showing you. He's not showing you that to, to get you distracted. He's not showing that to upset you. He's showing that to expose some stuff because there's something in you that that person, that situation needs. God, God is going to use you amazingly, Amelia, in a mighty way. He's going to use your eyes you would see how he sees. Come on, let's pray beautiful prayers. Come on, let's pray authentic, powerful prayers. When's the last time you picked up your spoon? I'm going to end this morning and, and ask you, maybe you're in this room and the whole concept of even picking up your spoon is completely bizarre and foreign to you. You don't know this Jesus I'm talking about and some of it makes sense and some of it doesn't, but you've never made your peace with God. You've never made a decision to follow Jesus with all that you've got. This morning at ABC, things are about to change, man. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with a second group of people. Come on, with the keys play. Luke, you can jump up, man. What's, what's happening? Is someone else playing? Shoot. Luke, stay seated, man. A second group of people, too, who... You're Christian, you love the Lord, but you know that you're spiritually starving. You haven't picked up your spoon. I, on the way out, I'm gonna, I've got a gift for all of you. And it's, um, believe it or not, it's a spoon. It's a spoon, and I've prepared uh, a spoon for you. On the, on it says, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, saying, They devoted themselves. On the front is Rock Nations, because that's my family, and I want you to pray for me. And pray for our family on the back. It says ABC Church. Because that's your family. And my family. And I want you to pray for them too. Come on guys. This, this village, this place can be turned on its head man. If people just realize God wants to know you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to use you. He hasn't overlooked you. He notices you. He knows your struggles. He knows your pains. He knows your insecurities. He's there for you man. And he wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to walk and he wants to talk with you. Come on. I'm going to pray for that second group first. So with every eye closed, just to make a moment. This isn't a religious thing we do, but this is just a moment between you and the Father. I love it when I can just get with my girls one-on-one -on -one and look them in the eyes and speak over their lives. That's what God wants to do with you right now. And all across the pace, from the cheap seats to the front row, if you're in here and you haven't made your peace with God, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right now is your time. Come on, all across the room, I want you to do something really simple. I'm not going to call you to the front. I just want you to see who I'm praying with. Would you put up your hand? Once I've seen your hand, you can put it down. All across the room. Come on. I know there's people. Thank you, girls. One, two, three. 
4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Come on over to my left. Beautiful. Thank you. Just keep up your hands for a moment. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Come on, Lord. Thank you, God. Come on, there's still some time here. Come on, thank you, mate. I'm, you're worth the wait there, China. 13, beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Ah. Oh. Come on, let's put aside our pride. This is you and the Lord. This is your time with God. This is He wants to look at you and speak over you. Come on, beautiful. Beautiful. Come on, let's all pray together. Keep your eyes closed. Well, if I can ask you guys to do something really bold, following Jesus is not about comfortable or comfort. It's all about being uncomfortable for him and stepping out would if you put up your hand would you stand to your feet while every eye is closed no one's looking at you I'm the only person who's going to see would you stand to your feet you can put down your hand because your arm's probably going to go dead thank you beautiful thank you Father, I pray for every person standing here. I thank you, Lord, that today things are changed, that the old is gone. It's not a refurb, but the old is completely gone, and the new is here. Holy Spirit, I pray that you encounter every life standing here right now, Lord, that you instill them with your spirit, that you put your Holy Spirit on the inside of them, Lord, that you change their hearts. Lord, I thank you that your word says you take us a heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. I pray they feel differently and think differently and see differently differently and smell differently and hear your word completely differently that tonight things would change I thank you that before me stand world changes people are going to turn this place upside down Lord I speak against smallness and insignificance that they would play this part way down but they've got significance on the inside of them that they get to walk with the maker of heaven and earth on Jesus name I pray and with every eye still closed come on let's pray all together Let's all pray. Come on, let's reinstill our vows. Renew our vows with our King. Come on, Jesus. Everyone together. Jesus, today I commit to pick up my spoon, to commit to read your word, to know your heart, to know what you think about me. Today, I give you my life all of me the good and the bad i give to you thank you for changing me from the inside out i believe that jesus died for me and god you raised him just for me in jesus name we pray and everyone said come on you guys can see but i'm going to pray for the second group you guys can take a seat if you Sitting, thank you guys. And the second group of people, man, you in here, and even while I was speaking, you were a bit uncomfortable. And this is not condemnation, I, this is not public ridicule. You're uncomfortable because you know I'm speaking just to you. And I believe I could have spoke a bunch of different things this morning, but I wanted to speak about a spoon and you because sometimes we underestimate the significance on something so insignificant one moment one time one prayer one reading what is that going to change it could change everything come on while every eyes closed one more group of people if you know there's power in confession there's power in proclaiming there's power in admission 
If you're in here, come on across the room. I just want to see who your hand is. I'm going to pray a fiery prayer over your life. I'm going to pray for passion and zeal to consume you. All across the room, man, you know you haven't picked up your spoon in a long time. You feel a bit spiritually dry, spiritually, you've lost your appetite. Today, things are going to change. Come on, all across the room, if that's you, would you put up your hand so I know who I'm praying with? Thank you. Thank you so much. Hands all across the room. Beautiful. Some of the same people got saved putting up their hands again. I love that. Beautiful. Thank you. Come on to the left. Humble yourself under God's mighty hand and He will exalt you. Cast all your cares on Him for He cares for you. I know sometimes a lack of a hand doesn't mean a lack of a response. Father, I thank you for every hand raised in this room. Lord, I pray for a fiery passion on the inside of them, that this is not a harp thing, Lord, but this is a hope thing, that faith is, we can be sure of the hope that we have in Jesus. Lord, I pray, God, that you give a hunger and a thirst for young people in this room, for old people in this room, for righteousness and purity and your word and your love and your presence. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that ABC would be changed, Lord, from the inside out. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you are doing something here, that your hand is on this house, that you are building this place brick by brick, person by person. Lord, I thank you that we are the body of you, the body of Christ, and we can play our part in Jesus' name, I pray. And everyone said, come on, we can make some noise for the 13 people who gave their life to the King today. Oh man, if you're not making some noise, we can make some noise. We can party. Man, the Bible says when one people come home, there's a party in heaven. There's a celebration. The angels are dancing. We can make some noise. Come on. We can get excited about that. We can get excited about a football game and the rugby, but let's get excited about salvation. Come on, back row. Let's make some noise. Oh man, the band's going to sing. Why don't we stand to our feet and praise Him? And praise Him because He's good. And praise Him because He saved you. And praise Him because He's healed you. And praise Him because He sees you. And praise Him because He loves you. And praise Him because He just deserves all of our praise. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.